is Pua, your host of the Course Creators Academy podcast. I am so thrilled to be with you guys again today. And today we're talking about how to transition from one-on-one services to offering online courses. And this doesn't have to be a full transition. I'm not saying you have to give up your one-on-one services at all. Um, But a lot of people have this idea, this sort of um, fantasy, I would say, of, of being an online course creator and having just all of this residual income and serving a wider audience and having more time freedom. And all of that is absolutely possible. It is something that I encourage all of my clients um, and really anyone in my life to consider putting their expertise and, you know, creating somewhat of a legacy for themselves in the form of an online course. And I will also say, you know, doing something like writing a book is a form of creating a legacy around your expertise, around your story, around your life, really. Like what have you what have you dedicated your life or parts of your life to that have played a part in you having the expertise and knowledge that you have? So I'm I'm definitely not just um, pigeonholing this to the online course space. But that's where my expertise lies. So consider that that is one of many options for you to create these different, uh, you know, whether it's digital or physical products that allow you to do it one time and distribute it to an unlimited number of people. For the sake of conversation today, I will be focusing primarily on the groups of people that do currently provide a one-on-one service. And it could be anything really. Like for me, it's web design. Um, We have coaches who are doing one-on-one coaching. We have, you know, you could be a a mechanic maybe, right? So anyone that does sort of a a specialized, is is in a somewhat of a specialized trade and has one-on-one clients that... The, t- the ability for you to take on more clients is limited by your time and your energy. Okay, so that's sort of the distinction that we're going to be using today when we talk about your main service and transitioning into something that incorporates online courses. So let's, let's talk a little bit about what this could look like, because I think a lot of people assume that you have to either have an online business, you have to be an entrepreneur, you have to be a coach, you have to be, you know, this certain thing in order to do online coursework. And I am really excited to bust that myth. Uh, so, you know, let's think about some of the fringe industries that I've worked with that utilize online courses to enhance what they already do. And so some of the industries that I've worked with are realtors, right? So if you are a first time home buyer, there's a lot of language, there's a lot of terminology that is sort of thrown around in the real estate space. And a lot of realtors, and this is sort of in general, in general, if we live and work and operate in a specific industry, the terminology and the language becomes second nature to us. So sometimes realtors will assume that their clients have a foundational level of understanding when especially first-time home buyers, but even, you know, 
second or third time home buyers who may have forgotten because it was a long time ago or were never really properly educated. There are there are a lot of things that are really important for home buyers to understand. So there are realtors who put these foundational concepts into a very easy to digest online course and they say, cool, thank you so much for working with me. I'm so thrilled to be a realtor. Take a few minutes to go through these modules that I've put together for you so that we can, you know, when we're starting to look at homes or look at properties, we're on the same page. And if you have any questions, let me know. Something that's really powerful about this is if if this sounds like something that might resonate with you, think about also like you don't have to be a realtor, right? You could you could do anything. And in your work, so this is a great exercise if you want to take a note to do this, if you're in the car, re-listen to this or um, start, maybe you can play and pause this, whatever, whatever works for you. But start to think about where you see patterns around the questions that you're asked and the answers that you're giving. So this is a general productivity hack, right? If you are sending the same email to people, if people are asking you the same questions, over and over again, where could you create a system around this so that people can gather that information without having to go to you? Or how could you automate the delivery of these answers to them, right? So a lot of times this will come in the form of maybe an FAQ page or section on your website. Maybe you have an autoresponder at your, in your email that you know guides people towards specific answers or, or places to find answers to their questions. Um, people also use canned responses. So let's say that there's a question you're always asked in your email and then you can just grab a template, grab it and just send it off. Um, so the, you know, those are some productivity hacks that are not course related. But if you're seeing patterns in you know, people asking all the time, what does this mean? Can you explain this to me? Oh, I don't quite understand this. A great industry for this is like foreign exchange trading or you know anybody that does sort of any stock trade that's a world that feels so foreign to me but is available to anybody that wants to be a part of it and so what i would really appreciate is a little bit of foundational understanding of the language that's used in that industry so i can make an educated decision for myself on whether or not i feel like i want to continue or you know so Look for patterns, 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 patterns. What are you consistently sharing and teaching your audience, your clients? And an online course could then be a component of your business, a way to enhance what you already do. So it doesn't have to be something that you sell on the side. It could be anytime you onboard a new client, they get access to this course. I have been, uh, so there was a, a podcast touring company where you hire them to get you on other people's podcasts. And what was so cool about working with this company is upon onboarding, you got a a very sort of brief online course on how to set yourself up for success in podcast interviews. So they went over the you know equipment that you might consider investing in. They went over how to show up on an interview. They went over what, you know, how to set up your your environment. Uh, and it was it was super useful. Um, and then they sort of guided you through best practices and, and etiquette and platforms that people are using so that when you show up on these interviews, you're ready. And 
as a representative of this company, right? So they're, they are reaching out as your, you know, um, PR manager, basically. So it's, it's a reflection of, of you and, and you're a reflection of them. So they really help to set you up for success. So, um, this can be something that you just use to level up the experience that your clients have with you, which then you may be able to also increase your rates. Who knows, right? Perhaps you also may want to do less one-on-one stuff. So if you are, you know, a coach, let's say, and you know that you're you're hitting that that upper limit where you don't, if you take on even one more client, you're going to be totally uh, overworked, overwhelmed. You won't have any time for yourself. It's a lot of energy out, right? So maybe you want to offer uh, some sort of self-guided option for people who may want help immediately, for people who may want to jump in at a lower price point and sort of get to know you before they opt into your one-on-one services. Um, So there are so, 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 so many ways to use online courses in like to infuse them into what you already do. Now, I know that there are some people out there who have this vision of online courses replacing what you do. So there are a couple of reasons why people might want to do this, right? Let's say you do one-on-one services and you are, oh, you're just feeling a little bit burnt out on it and you're not as passionate about it as you used to be. So you're deciding to shift into the space of teaching other people how to do it, whether you want to teach people how to do it themselves, whether you're teaching other professionals in the industry how to successfully create a business around that particular service. Um, For example, I know a photographer who she has been a photographer for 30 plus years and she's sort of coming to this point in her life where doing photo shoots is not necessarily in alignment with the way that she wants to live her life anymore. And what she'd much rather do is teach both audiences, right? She wants to teach other people. um, Maybe it's like different ways to show up to a photo shoot to help you create great success and great photos when you show up to work with your photographer, which is like an art in and of itself. And also teaching photographers how to be amazing, how to do great work, how to, how to keep their clients super comfortable and happy in their photo shoots, maybe how to do post-production, best practices, etiquette. So there, again, this can be something that is in alignment with a shift or a transition that you're going through professionally. Um, And in that regard, this will replace what you do as a service. Um, And so getting into that, I think it's really important to remember that this this is a new product for you, right? This is a new offering. And well, I'm here to encourage you to take action on that and to do the course, create the course, put it out there. We, we want action, but we want in, intentional and educated action. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of um, guidance out there around sort of burning the boats and using the power of broke to motivate you to create things and put yourself out there. And there's, there is value in that for sure. I 
operate under a little bit more of a conservative perspective. Um, and you know, this is, I've done the power of broke thing. I've done the living off of a few hundred dollars or less in your bank account and sort of using that as motivation to hustle. And it, 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 it works and it doesn't work. You know, it's, it really forces you to operate from a place of desperation sometimes um you're sort of you're you're not feeling so super good a lot of days especially if this is chronic and it goes on for a long periods of time so i would love for everybody listening to this to operate from a place of abundance and a place where you feel good and supported and energized and expansive and not to say you won't be put in uncomfortable positions to put yourself out there in a new way but i wouldn't necessarily recommend that you let go of your main source of income before you know that your course is going to be a success. So I really think that your course should be somewhat of a side hustle for a while. Use the financial resources that you have with your main source of income to fund and invest in things that may be helpful for your course. It's a lot easier to invest when you know that you still have money coming in than it is to say, okay, I'm just going to put this on my credit card because I have so much faith that I'm going to be making money on this so soon, right? We want to make very uh, intentional, educated actions and uh, experiment wisely, okay? So that is sort of my own opinion and my own guidance. Make your own decisions. I honor and respect any decision that you want to make, but I did want to throw that out there. Um, So again, like if we are creating this course and all of the things that we talked about in the episode just before this. So if you haven't listened to that, give that a listen because we do talk about ways to uh, create like like best practices and strategies to actually create your course content. And we'll talk more about that, I'm sure. Um, but again, when we creating your course is going to be a little bit heavy on your energy and your time until it's created and put out there. So you do want to make sure that you're doing that in, again, an intentional and strategic way. So a lot of people will also come through and they're like, oh my gosh, I have like 10 course ideas. I'm so excited and I want to do them all. And I'm like, I'm so excited for you. I think you should do them all. But I think you should do one at a time. And I like this is not just for courses. This is for products. This is for uh, really anything that you want to do and focus time and energy on and then promote. I very highly recommend that you start with one course and do the whole thing from start to finish. Do the research, do your proof of concept, sell it before you create it, create it, promote it, do all of these things and focus all of that energy to this one course or one product or one initiative. That will be, and and it'll be a little bit heavier again on your time, your energy, perhaps your your financial resources, and then you're going to figure out a framework that works. Or you're going to invest in expert guidance and use their frameworks. Once you have that dialed in, and it may take months, okay? So think about this, right? You have to do, again, when you're doing your research and then you're creating your your course, and and then you're going to put it out there and you may decide to leverage, you know, Google or Facebook or Instagram or YouTube ads. Ads take time. They are not instant successes. 
And I highly recommend if you're going to do ads, either hire a professional or invest in a course <laughs> of from somebody who is has a proven track record to teach how to create successful ads because you can waste a ton of money just throwing money at ads that may or may not convert. Ads take time and money to get set up and to to tweak and test. Ads always take testing and it requires you to analyze a lot of data. So, you know, it you may cost you $20 a day, which is probably on the like average to low end. So let's say you're doing $20 a day for one to two weeks just for your testing. And then you're gonna tweak and then you're gonna put it out there and then you're gonna test again. It will work if you're willing to put in the time and the effort and and the money. Ads do work, but again, they take time. So just remember that you, you are going to be spending a few months on this first course. Once you have this dialed in, you can potentially rinse and repeat from top to bottom for the other nine courses that you want to create. So I also recommend keeping a pretty uh, detailed log of everything that you do to create an SOP, a standard operating procedure for every course that you create in the future. What is, how did you create it? What were the polls that you put out there into the world to get data to create the course content. Where did you post those? Do you have a Facebook group? Uh, Do you have a networking group? Um, You know, what did you use to create the course? Did you, did you map it out on a Google doc and then you create, you recorded it in a specific program? Um, You know, what was the timeline on that? You know, and this is all data is going to be so helpful for you every step of the way. Um, And if you are following expert guidance. So let's say you opt into a course or a program or even, you know, you might be watching a series of YouTube videos. If this is somebody, if you're learning from someone that you respect, from someone that you believe has achieved the result that you desire, don't veer from their guidance. This is, this is so huge. I think, and, and I, I would, I would add the word prematurely to the end of that. Right. So sometimes we invest in these programs and these courses and these uh, you know, strategies. And then we're like, oh, I wonder what would happen if we did this. And more often than not, we get ourselves in a, in a pickle, whether it's like we 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 end up taking a wrong turn and we take longer to get to that end result. We, we throw some money at an ad that the the guidance told you to do something, but you did something else. And so the ad's not working right. It's, you remember MapQuest? Does anyone remember using MapQuest before we all had GPS on our phone? So I used to do this all the time. I went to school in Colorado and I was living in a place that I wasn't familiar with. And we would, we would look up directions on MapQuest and sometimes I would like write them down on a, on a post-it note or we'd print it out and we'd have it in the car. And, you know, it wasn't like a live GPS. You kind of had to trust that those directions were going to get you to where you needed to go. But I would always go, you know, I, I feel like I can turn right here. Or I think I remember coming here before and I think it's just straight ahead. I'm just going to go straight, even though MapQuest is telling me to get off the freeway. Every single time I did that, I got lost. Every time. So, well, not every time, but most times. So follow, just follow the directions. And once you have the data where you can make a wise decision on experimenting, then go ahead and, and 
and veer a little bit. But if if you're investing, trust your investment and and follow the guidance um, as long as it always feels in integrity with how you want to operate. All right. So I think I think we got quite a bit here. Um, if you guys are interested in hearing more about this, please let me know. Feel free to leave us a, a review. Leave me a review uh, on Apple Podcasts. I would so super love to read what you guys have to share. CourseCreators.academy is also live, so you guys can go there. You can drop a note in our contact form. You can listen to recent episodes. That page will be probably morphing and changing and shifting over the next couple of weeks or months, so check back there to see if there's anything new. And I just want to thank you for being here and sharing this time with me. I will see you in the next episode. Until then, keep crushing. Keep crushing.